Are you looking at the relationships around you? Are you living in an echo chamber? We're gonna talk about that right now. Welcome to The Gaily Dose. We are so glad that you've taken this time for yourself to spend with us on a topic we think is fantastic, and that's you, because we believe that you are very valuable. And uh, we're gonna ask you, if you please, please just subscribe, like, follow, you have no idea how much that is gonna help our mission. Jake? Yeah, and as always, we are sponsored by AHF, as you already know. AHF is where you can get all of your gay healthcare needs met, regardless of your ability to pay. Check them out at AHF.org. That's right. And uh, we have a very special announcement today. We're going to ask you to please check out um, ForTheKid.org. ForTheKid.org is actually a group that does the annual toy party here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, all, you, all you gays out there, Gays, girls, gays, and theys. Um, we um, literally we, anyone. Really, really. Um, it's a great opportunity to get together, get in some of your fabulous Christmas best, and um, and show up with some gifts for. Uh, I think it's like a gift and a small donation mm -hmm. to get access in. Um, we're gonna be there. Yeah, Mar um, Mariah Carey's gonna be there. Mariah, I, no. should, I mean, no, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I always get them confused. Yeah. Detox, Detox is gonna be there. <laughs> She's gonna be sorry. in the house. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you get your tickets today. That's true, right? You don't want them to run out. There is a limited amount. It is mm -hmm. at the Biltmore, so it's going to look like dress your best. We're going to do the red carpet. I don't know if you guys know that, but we're going to be also on the red carpet there. Live e news. Yeah, so check it out. Um, so to this, this topic is actually topic number eight in our series of twelve values that we think are going to help pump up the best, happiest you. Um, and this one is on inclusivity, um, and we really think that inclusivity. Um, is going to enrich who you are as a person and make your life so much more happy. 100%. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, our first, my first question to you boys to sort of unlock this one is, um, it's really about just sharing experience in which you met someone or found someone who was very different than you that really kind of hit you the right way and, and sort of made your world better. Um, who wants to go first? Honestly, so I, okay. when you brought this up to us, I have met a phenomenal friend of mine who took years to become really vulnerable and close with. His name is Sam and he's my next door neighbor. We originally started working together and there was definitely a difference in like the way we communicated. Mm -hmm. I'm an extreme extrovert. He was extremely extra or introverted, excuse me. So he was quiet. His demeanor was like a little more shy. So I'd go in and like try to have these bomb conversations of just being like, spill me your guts. And it was something that he had a hard time doing. Mm -hmm. And whether or not, like we're both white men, we're both gay, so on the outward appearance, diversity might not be there, but intrinsically, we are in different ballparks entirely. Mm -hmm. So inclusivity can really depend even on the personality traits that you have with somebody. Mm -hmm. With me and Sam, it was two different ballparks. And originally, I would have this natural cadence to want to be with people who can talk my ear off just the way I can talk somebody else's ear off. Mm -hmm. But what was so beautiful is he showed me this incredible beauty and value to silence or not being able to fill a space with just your words just to fill it, that there's an importance to presence. And in that small moment of learning his difference in love languages, which was gift giving, um, qual quality time of acts of service, mine were immediate to words of affirmation, physical touch, like you have to be there, you have to be extroverted. There was these tendencies that I learned from him that brought inclusivity into the way I learned how to love. So it's interesting, like, the ways diversity can spill into us, you mm -hmm. know? I don't know if you feel that way. 
Yeah, so, you know, it was hard when you asked us about, you know, any one person. And I really couldn't identify just one person because I felt my life is so enriched by uh, the diversity that I intentionally surround myself by. I mean, even, you know, the group of guys that we have in our, our group chat, you know. Yeah. So Helmut, you know, uh, divorced, a gay father of three beautiful daughters. Uh, we also have another friend, big guy from West Virginia, beard, looks completely different than me. And we have another friend who's an artist. And so we have very different backgrounds, but it makes life that much richer. You know, I learn something from all of my friends. And I think that's really what I get from the diversity is just the opportunity to learn, learn different perspectives, learn different approaches to maybe um, challenges that I'm having. And I found it to be just an overall more enjoyable way to go about life. Maybe, of course. Totally. I agree. I, um, I was going to give an example of, uh, I recently went on a trip for a birthday um, out of the country and um, it was a wonderful little birthday trip. And I met a uh, Japanese woman and uh, I just knew that I had a couple extra days and I spent some time with her. And, you know, you don't, I didn't know who she was because like grabbing a, a person out of a bag, you know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> she was just in the group chat and she was going to be able to go with me. And the, the point of the story is this. I'm highly extroverted. This person tended to be very introverted. Like, I found that my entire culture is built on sort of expression and mm -hmm. our, and, and she's like observing and, and very gracious and thankful. Um, and what I learned um, in our exchange from spending like time living together in this, you know, hotel room for two days and, and adventuring together, um, she helped me see things about myself that I didn't even appreciate and love about myself in the time that we spoke wow, together. So and I spoke into her life in some areas of her own uh, family that where she was moved to tears about some revelations she had. And what I found was just by taking two very different people and putting them together mm -hmm. and exchanging, we created some really cool um, experiences together and opened our minds up. And um, it was a random two days, mm -hmm. right? And it just was, again, another example to me that like when we put ourselves together with other people and, um, and those people have differences, you're gonna learn something mm -hmm. and you're gonna be yeah. super enriched. My trip, I'll, I will never be the same person because I spent those two days with my kids. Wow. Enriched That's... is such a good term to use, yeah. right? truly. Like there's never, I don't think you can go into a situation with somebody that's very different than you and mm -hmm. say you didn't learn something. Right. Or come out enriched. I think you're so right. Yeah. And if you don't, I think that's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Or you're yeah. not, you're just not craving the awareness yeah. to look outside of yourself. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it is, uh, it is something we can practice. Um, let me ask you guys Please regarding do. the, the, <laughs> regarding the gay community, like, what's the opportunity around diversity in the gay community? What, how do you feel diversity and gay can be like almost like a superpower or how do you feel about it? I think that's, first of all, diversity is a superpower to any community, but mm -hmm. when you want to like bring it into a micro optic of the gay community alone, I think there's a beautiful perspective that you can gain when you come from a community, any minority, honestly, mm -hmm. where there's been a common struggle, whether it's you've been on the outskirts of society or society has told you something mm -hmm. that you're not welcome into certain groups. Mm -hmm. In the gay community, there is a diversity where all of those link us in a common way, but there's still so many different external parts of every gay human being mm -hmm. that could har harbor more education for your process. 
but you almost take it in a more dignified way because there is this common struggle. So mm -hmm. like with your fellow peers in the queer community, because there's the common struggle, it's almost like any other level of diversity they bring, mm -hmm. you're willing to hear more because there is one level that you really relate to mm -hmm. with them. So I think there's this practice when you're stepping into the queer community, even as a solid ally like yeah. yourself, there's a level of willingness you're going in to educate yourself because mm -hmm. you had to actively educate others about who you were, mm -hmm. right? I can see that, yeah. And um, that's a good point you brought up, you know, like uh, as an ally, you know, the gay community isn't exclusively just, you know, gay people. It's, you know, everyone, you know, I, is the way I look at it. And you're right. The things that I've been able to learn from Helmut about the gay community and um, having an opportunity to learn uh, and have relationships with people in the trans community, um, it's, you know, just made me sensitive to other issues outside of my own community. Um, in a good way, you know, I think so often, uh, you know, folks are overwhelmed, if you will, when they think that, oh, I have to be aware of this group and that group. And it shouldn't be looked at as a burden, but a gift of sorts. And, you know, you mentioned the word superpower. And I do feel like, you know, when you're able to sort of um, uh, traverse different groups sort of seamlessly, it is like a superpower of sorts. And so, I would encourage people to embrace diversity and to look beyond their uh, immediate communities and, um, and look for those relationships outside of folks who... I just love that you said the word sensitive because oh. for me, you participating, and I think it's really hard for straight men to own the word sensitive mm -hmm. because to me, sensitive is such a strong word to say because to me, it means there's an inclination or willingness to be able to educate yourself when mm -hmm. you are in an area where you don't feel educated. We are so fearful to walk in spaces where we may not have the same level of education as others, mm -hmm. but being sensitive gives you an awareness of empathy and a willingness and a curiosity. And I think that's the f some of the most foundational steps mm -hmm. you need to have before you can undertake accepting diversity into your life. Yeah. yeah, and I think that word curious and being um, have, having a sense of curiosity is really important because mm. Uh, that is such an innocent word of sorts. Curious right? when George. Yeah, it's back it, to the you know to the childhood. You're, yeah. you're, you're going to want to learn more, uh, but also you know to the uh, point you were making about being sensitive, knowing upfront that you don't know everything, right? And having an open mind and being willing to be um, educated and uh, exposed. Um, and so I think you know if we reframe how. I think really uh, we've been brought up to approach certain experiences and sort of unlearn some of the negative connotations we have with sensitivity, with you know um, not knowing certain things and that being okay and taking a point to learn more. Um, ultimately, I think we'll be uh, better for it. I think you're right, and I uh, I will just add that I I think that I've said this before on on other recordings. Um, no nation or tongue is not blessed by gay. And if you think about, let's say that like, you know, I'm gonna say it's 10% of us are gay in that group, okay, just because I just picked a number. Throw there's it. lots of different, there's sevens and twenties and whatever. Point of story is, um, you take a very select amount of people and put them in this group, but you gather them together from all nations and all tribes into this way of understanding. And those allies that are attracted to it um, and you get an opportunity to learn a lot 
about all cultures and all types, if you're willing to. So I'm going to suggest to you that if you're in this community, you have an opportunity to date, to befriend, to learn and listen to a lot of diversity. Mm -hmm. And that is to the point for anyone who's curious, that is a really special opportunity mm -hmm. that the world is giving you to level your life up and realize that is especially a blessing in this country. Um, and it is one of the most beautiful things about this America. And um, people who aren't taking advantage of it are missing out. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why a gay America is going to be a great America. Let's Thank just go you. ahead and salute, really. No, <laughs> <laughs> and and pr protect your curiosity, right? Um, I, I think, uh, you know, people will try to actively discourage you. And I would say resist that and, you know, like I said, embrace your curiosity. Yeah, I love that. Beautifully said, gentlemen. And yeah. now I want to take a second to talk about one of our favorite sponsors. Yes, please. R.S. Andrews is one of our favorite mm. people, persons, place, and things. Our favorite <laughs> noun to call when we need anything met with HVAC issues. Yep. If we need plumbing, electricity, they really know the skeletons of a house and they know how to do it. So if you need any help, give them a call or check them out at rsandrews.com. That is rsandrews.com. Yeah, they have been an amazing support to The Gaily Dose. We appreciate them. And make sure you tell them that The Gaily Dose sent you. So I'm gonna ask uh, these boys the next question, which is really, how does inclusivity add to the value of the relationships that you have? We've touched on some of those points, but what does it practically do for you? Um, I'll start with that. Uh, okay. <clears throat> And so uh, we've talked about your relationship that you have with your daughters. And I think some of your experiences have really shaped how you intentionally parent. And me having two young boys, I've really looked at uh, some of the things you've done in regards to openness and honest, um, honesty and just being very transparent with them and sort of taking that as a way that I want to raise my boys, right? Just being brutally honest with them. Um, and if they have questions, you know, giving age-appropriate answers and things like that, and really seeing the relationship you have with your girls, you know, again, just wanting that with me and my boys for us to remain close and them feeling comfortable to come with me with uh, any questions that they might have. Yeah. That, I gotta say, first of all, that makes me so happy. But you know, that is really, it's like I, I developed some of that openness from being gay mm -hmm. right and yeah. then like as a dad and then to know that like because we're going through life together mm -hmm. and we are diverse we level up yeah right yeah. and um that's that's really cool yeah that's yeah. awesome doing a great job. yeah i was think i was trying to like think of something really specific and beautiful to say but i think i'm drawing it back to a very vague sense of diversity will help you just open your mind and that's mm -hmm. such a vague thing to say but when you come into optics from people that just think differently than you do because of maybe a different culture they come from or a different way they were raised, you then have a different perspective to look at something. Mm -hmm. When you do, there's almost a gauge of empathy or sympathy that you have for just being human. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds so cheesy and so <laughs> vague, but it's, it's also so true in the same regard. When you have more sympathy, you mm -hmm. sit there and you're like, I have a tolerance to understand way more and I chose that tolerance because I care. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, you then will have the ability to connect on deeper levels because you have a stronger willingness 
to understand somebody for the rights, the wrongs that we all have. Everybody has a right and a wrong in them. Mm -hmm. Everybody has made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And once you get past and admit that we all have been there, you can then learn and accept to love different parts of different people. And I think it brings more value to those relationships. It strengthens relationships and it just can flood vulnerability in it, which Mm -hmm. to me makes everyone stronger. Yeah. Uh, I, um, one of the things that Diane often says on the show is she says, you know, we're all the same behind the eyes, mm-hmm. right? And um, there's something about, I'll use an example of going to K- Kentucky. I spent some time working with mentally, mental health patients in Kentucky and rural parts of the country. And a lot of times we want to vilify, you know, uh, I'm going to say the far right or the rural, people in rural places. But mm-hmm. when you spend some time with them and understand the levels of addictions in some of these um, Uh, some of these places, the levels of poverty, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not the same America, Mm -hmm. right? And so while we're like, oh, those big city people, well, they're out there in the country suffering in many cases Mm -hmm. from a lot of challenges that we don't understand unless you take some time, befriend or spend time with them. And then you understand they're the same behind those eyes, Mm -hmm. right? They are just a different perspective. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that terminology because even when you meet people, we all have such a different even mental structure. Mm -hmm. The way we're able to digest things, process Mm -hmm. information, intelligence levels. I, I feel absolutely where you're coming from because it's almost like we all have a commonality of we all are struggling or suffering in some way. Mm -hmm. But I guess when I hear like we're all the same behind the eyes, I know where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I think you know where I'm coming from too, where it's like, I definitely think we all have different mental structures and different abilities when it comes to behind the eyes. Fair, fair, fair. But I think I know what you mean. I get what you're saying, but I guess what I am trying to project is that um, we vilify people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? And one of the things Mm -hmm. I see in our country, particularly, is the vilification of sort of like the city people and the country people, right? Mm -hmm. And we assume us versus them. Right. We stereotype people. And we're like, you know, we think that they're this and this way, but like how many people do you know who aren't in the city? Or how many people do you know who aren't in the country? Mm -hmm. You know, if we understood that we're more unified than we often think we are. And I think you're right. And I think it's okay to acknowledge all the sort of external forces that work really against our interests to see folks for who they really are, sort of their humanness, right? And so we do end up with this us versus them. And one of the things I really enjoy about traveling is an opportunity to be sort of pleasantly surprised, right? Like, so I'll travel somewhere to the rural part of the country and, you know, I'll have perceptions of how I anticipate or expect to be treated and I'll be treated nothing like that. Yeah. And it's a, you know, a refreshing reminder that, hey, you know what, you know, uh, why did I think that I was gonna be treated one way and really unpack that? Because it's unfair to place those expectations or place those perceptions on others uh, when they've really done nothing to deserve it. Yeah, yeah. incredible way to put that. It's true, it's true. And I think a lot of our media plays into that, unfortunately, and our lack of diversity right. in our relationships. So let's talk yeah. about how to practically, how do I practically, if I'm sitting here listening and I feel like I don't have enough diversity or I want to encourage diversity in my life, how do I attract that to myself or what, what can I do pragmatically? Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a few beautiful things we touched on, first of all, which is we had a conversation briefly prior to recording today, which was about 
you know, what becomes performative of like, am I trying to bring inclusivity into my friend group or my social situations because I want to perform to the public and mm-hmm. seem like I am this diverse, seasoned, enriched person? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the way to go about it. I think you should only go about things in your life in a genuine spirit. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what brings me back to getting in touch with your curiosity. Mm -hmm. I think that curiosity is going to be exactly what leads you in the most distinguished, genuine ways to the inclusivity that the inclusive, excuse me, the inclusiveness (laughs) that will naturally gravitate your way. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like if you do take a look at your surroundings, Mm -hmm. say to yourself, I'm really in an echo chamber, like we totally said before, Mm -hmm. we can really sit there and say, I have a lot of curiosity outside of this. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to explore. Mm -hmm. And it'll be motivated very naturally for yourself. And I would also say to really try to understand if you do find yourself in an echo chamber, why that is. If you feel you don't have a level of diversity that you want, um, just unpack why. Is it that you have some um, uh, self or self-consciously some um, bias maybe um, are we gonna edit this part out yeah okay Um, uh, some people have a guard up you know yeah it's uh, self-conscious self-consciousness about themselves or you know things that they would rather not delve into or things that could possibly be revealed Mm -hmm. about themselves Mm -hmm. if they're surrounded from people or surrounded by people who think differently than them, who look different than them for or a number of reasons. Um, but I would say, again, to understand uh, why that is and to uh, Jake's point, you know, to not let it be performative, to really want to be curious and to make it a part of your personal makeup. Agreed. I, um, I, th- I always go back to the Staring Greatly book. I think that when we're uncomfortable, we're in an mm. opportunity to learn, right? And be mm. curious. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And I will say, for some people, it comes from this genuineness. I, well, you can still be genuine and not be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that may mean just saying, you know what? I wish this in my life. I'm going to seek sure. this in my life. And I'm going to use an example. I really didn't know many lesbians, okay? And I was like, I really want to understand the lesbian experience more. And I just manifested, that's what I want. The right people will come to me. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like three different people came to me in, in like, you know, it was like three months later. And I was so open to it. And I genuinely learned from them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it was being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's being in a space where you're the only one that looks like you or talks like you or thinks like you. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to work through that and you're going to start yeah. to understand like, hey, okay, this is normal. Yeah. They're just humans. What does starfish right? mean? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a thing. Like, it's a thing. And I, you don't have to be like on a cruise ship to the Bermuda to do this. You right. can literally live in a small town and just yep. spend time with people that aren't like you, feel uncomfortable. That's the ticket. Just yeah. do it. And that discomfort a lot of times represents growth. So yeah. if it feels a little uncomfortable, you're likely on the right path. Yeah, I don't want to reiterate, but stepping outside of your comfort zone is the best experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. You come back to yourself, you process more, you're like, I just learned something about me. <laughs> yeah. And in a selfish way, I think that's like the goals of diversity is 
you do have a dual beneficial point where it's like you then learn more about yourself and then you sit there and you're like, I just opened up and I blossomed. As sexual as that sounded, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. (laughs) She blossomed. Um, So let me ask you then, just I want to dream for a minute. Dream of a more inclusive world. Dream of a world which embraces diversity even more at the next level of your neighbors and your friends and your spouses. What does that look like? What does that world look like? Why does it get you excited? Well, I think what it doesn't look like is everyone being best friends, right? And so that's not the expectation, but we talked about it earlier, some of the misconceptions that we have or uh, preconceived notions we have about groups. And I think the benefit would, that would be removed, right? Um, We talk about, uh, you know, there's a lot happening legislatively. Uh, I think the Senate is looking to codify same-sex marriage um, into law. And, you know, I, it's hard for me to understand why someone would be so against it, right? And so when I think of, to your point, what would this world look like, it would be my hope that those folks who are so against, you know, uh, individuals living their lives as they see fit, that they would, not, you know, not have that feeling in their heart. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You just kind of took me into a whole spiral in my mind for a second of thinking about our nation, like our nation is the most diverse nation in the world. Mm -hmm. So you would think in a proposed logic way, there was more inclusivity Mm -hmm. every step of the way. But the truth is we still have so much to learn Mm -hmm. and we are having political battles. We're having battles within our country about how to carry all these subcultures within one nation. And it's difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, the dream would to be to live in a world where there was less war, where there's less conflict. You would think empathy would allow mm-hmm. us to come together and right. be like the, it's a small world at Disney World, you yeah. know? But I think the truth is a more inclusive world takes a lot of work. Yeah. And I, in a weird way, I think our nation and the way we're marching through history uh, with our diversity is kind of showing that we are trying to do all this work up front. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the generations that come after us will have this innate, part of themselves that welcomes diversity at every angle. And I think it's a bit of a paradox because at this one, one end, it's simple, just see everyone's humanness. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge why has it been so hard? Like you said, we, we still have so much work to do, yet it seems so simple. Yeah, it is, it is beautiful work. I. I, I just, I look at it and I look at us like in time. This is one of the things that happen when you're over 40. You sit and go like, where do I fit in the universe and time? And you're like, this is a beautiful work that we have. This is a beautiful opportunity in this country, in the UK, in Australia, to bring together diversity under democracy. And, you know, without, we just got to be careful about consumerism. Because I do look at, there's also diversity in terms of wealth. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. and privilege, and how do we share and experience life Absolutely. across those boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that I think an inclusive world looks like a world in which I am presented with a human, and I don't assume anything about them until mm-hmm. I get to know them. That'd be yeah. hot, right? Yeah. Because hot, right now we still time. look at people and we go, yeah. "Oh, they're this and this," and like mm-hmm. I am literally putting this person, and it helps us to survive. Yeah. Right? Like that was like a basic skill, like when we were both uh, like hunting and like in tribes. <laughs> but like we're not there now. Right. Now it's like just because you present as a tall white right. male doesn't mean that you're bigoted, doesn't mean that you're sexist, doesn't, doesn't mean, mean I, but I've got to take the time to learn it. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you got to, like, people aren't always what they, the packaging says that they're going to be. Ever. I've always appreciated your, your optimism and your, you know, your uh, innate ability to see the positive. I think I've become 
a bit cynical, so we kind of balance each other we out. We do. Oh my <laughs> God, we're good friends. <laughs> Saying that reminds me of like this beautiful quote from the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, where it is about optimism. He says it, but he's like, don't take my optimism for being naive. My optimism is a choice and a method of survival. That's and I think it. it is such a valuable thing about Helmut, and I'm yeah. so glad you point that out because I think optimism comes naturally to me, but it's also a badge of honor saying like, how much have we both been through yeah. to the point where we chose optimism as our survival mode. Yeah. So while we wear it and you think it comes natural to us, it was a very honorable thing we chose. Yeah, and it is one thing that I think, and we're gonna get to that because our, our final lesson, and um, our final lesson's gonna be about the new year, it's gonna be about positivity and optimism. I think in all of these areas, there's so many messages coming to us, particularly from the media that want to divide us, yeah. that want to destroy the beauty that we have through the division of us, as opposed to recognizing that it is through our integration that we are going to be amazing. And I don't mean amazing just for the purpose of America, but for the purpose <laughs> of humanity on the yeah. earth. Like we have a job here. Like as humans, we're gonna to need to learn how to all take care of each other on the same you little globe. You gotta get your ass up and work. Yeah, and like, <laughs> if we want to survive as a humanity, we're gonna to have to realize diversity is the key. It's the yeah. thing that makes the magic on the earth happen. We get over our differences. Right. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we have one more sponsor to thank. Uh, <laughs> it's Mike's turn into the sponsorship. Mike, who we're gonna thank? Framing on Peachtree. <laughs> yes, Framers on Peachtree. Framers on Peachtree, where you can go for all of your framing needs in Atlanta. Um, go check them out. They've been a huge supporter of the gay community um, here in Metro Atlanta, and they are on Peachtree right in Midtown. They are actually they're just uh, they're in Buckhead, um, but uh, Midtown is not very far away. It is a little short, literally like seven minute drive. I took a picture there recently. Okay. Um, it's getting framed. I'm so excited. Tell them that the Gilly Dose sent you. Ask for Brian, great guy. And if you're um, not in Buckhead, where can you find them? Uh, what is it? Framersonpeachtree.com. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Dolls Everywhere Unite, it's the call to Kiki. All right, so the call to Kiki this uh, week and every week on this uh, rest of this uh, series <laughs> is uh, for the kid in us. No, it's not. Oh, shit! <laughs> it's um, Lost and Found Youth. For the Kid in Us is the event we're doing later. Uh, Lost and Found Youth is also, listen, we love children, and, and who wouldn't? We do. We do. We're, we're dads we do. and, we and do moms, like and like, honestly, Kids. they're our future, and particularly this organization, Lost and Found Youth. <laughs> Laws and Bound Youth is focused on taking care of children who are left outside. They are homeless. They've been abandoned by their families because of their queerness. Um, age 18 to 25, these kids are housed. They are fed. They are loved on. They are taught. Um, we recently did an event with them. We met several of the kids. And I'm telling you, these lives are changed because of your dollars. Lost and Found Youth, it's lnfy.org. There's a big old donate button. If you're feeling uh, in the holiday spirit, if you wanna give to something that you're gonna know your dollars are turning well, go there or go to their uh, donation center and give. Um, they really are an impressive organization mm -hmm. and I'm super proud of what they do and super proud that we support them back. Um, 
Yeah, which was a great little intro there on my part, right? Yeah, flawless. <laughs> flawless. <laughs> you know what? You can't be perfect. Um, I, um, I want to ask you guys my favorite questions are always these two. So the first one, what from this dialogue do you feel stronger about or might you change from our conversation? I think I'm beautiful. I'm like in such a beautiful spirit tonight. Everything's beautiful for me. But a beautiful term that really just came to me is this level of humility we have to have in this space when we're mm -hmm. talking about inclusivity, bringing in diversity. I think out of everything we stated there, and I know we just spoke to humility as a team, but I think these are foundational things that are super important when you decide to get more inclusive or mm -hmm. want to follow that curiosity. It's so important. And I think walking along that line with humility and being able to say, I'm wrong or I'm willing to learn is really what I took away from tonight. Like that there are things you have to take with you as keepsakes when you want to take the journey of becoming more diverse of a person. I really like what you said, Jake, about optimism being a choice and you know making that the honorable decision and choosing to see the best in people, um, even when you know the odds look uh, insurmountable. And so that really you know struck me to counter some of my natural inclinations at times to choose to be uh, optimistic. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna throw in curiosity because you guys brought it up so many times. It works. I, so here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. George. I realize this. I've always been super curious as a person, but then you add to that the curiosity of other humans mm -hmm. and trying to understand them. You know, diversity is sort of the secret sauce to understand. If you understand all these the other perspectives, sauce. you're like, wait, I was this way. That was my family raised in El Paso, Texas with these and these, your family and your, like you understand people better yeah. and yourself mm -hmm. when you understand um, others, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then there's the like, what are you going to do differently? So like from now, because of this dialogue, what mm -hmm. are some things that you might do differently because of our, our conversation? Well, like I mentioned, you know, working on myself and not having those preconceived notions when I travel, when I meet people who don't look like me, right? Why do I assume those things and uh, just give them the benefit of the doubt that, you know, they're human just like I am. I love that. I think for me, I really like stuck with the word echo chamber. I said it earlier and I was like, oh, <laughs> because I live in Atlanta. I live in a beautifully queer city that accepts me mm -hmm. when I go down the street, when I go to the gym and I sat here and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am reaffirmed by my bias and my culture and my community every day. I need to be more aware of the echo chamber I sit in. Mm -hmm. And I think what I would love to do differently after tonight is be aware and say like, when you go up to your mom's in Alpharetta, are you going to have conversations with people that could be strangers? Are you gonna have conversations with your mom's friends? Like make mm -hmm. that effort, be curious. If you're not curious, how can you motivate it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, I love both of those answers. I, um, all I'm gonna add to that is I think we also carry diversity with us. Meaning when you're enlightened, about the variation in humanity and you've experienced it yourself, you can also guide others to it. Mm -hmm. um, and you can be a model of it, but you can really, I was thinking about like sitting with the moms at, you know, my life is very diverse, mm -hmm. sitting with the moms at volleyball practice in high school out in the burbs, you know, the ability to say, hey, did you know this and that? And you kind of share mm -hmm. almost a different, like a, a window to the world that you're in. It's almost an opportunity to aggressively be diverse, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, and I, um, I thought about that as I kind of thought about 
what you know what do you do with all this light that you get from yeah. it and um yeah. just let it shine right we're like kind of smart sometimes yeah a little bit. we sound like kind of smart <laughs> yeah but you know what we're freaking genuine and we're loving and i freaking love that genuine. um and that's uh that's the beauty of just being honest yeah, you know absolutely. and i applaud it in these men that i'm with and with we you um, because if you're listening to this you seek sincerely seek and desire to be happier and to be genuinely so. So we, we want to remind you that we do love you. We hope that you continue to learn to love yourself even more mm -hmm. and love others. And don't forget to smile. Bye, Bye. you guys.